0: Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to True Crime, the podcast that helps you find new, emerging, and undiscovered true crime podcasts. I'm Greg, the host and curator of True Crime. Well, the holiday season is winding down, and we're cruising right towards New Year's Eve. This week, we're back to one true crime episode a week. Today's episode is from Twisted and Uncorked, Twisted and Uncorked are two best friends in two countries discussing all things twisted. They tackle true crime, paranormal, cult, or conspiracy cases. I think you're going to really like this episode. It's, you know, it might mention Christmas a few times, but it's really a traditional true crime episode, and it's featuring PNW haunts and homicides. So I know everybody loves them. If you like today's episode, make sure to check out the episode description for links to subscribe. All right, let's get this show started. Begin.
2: Hello, Twisted Humans. Do you find yourself wanting to know more about the latest murder, conspiracy, cult, or haunting? Then this is the
3: podcast for you. I'm Alicia.
2: And I'm Sierra. And this is Twisted
3: Twisted and Uncorked. uncorked. Uh,
2: Hello, and welcome to... The very last bonus episode of 2022 for this podcast, we are joined today by some special guests, the hosts at uh, Pacific Northwest Haunts and Homicides.
4: Ooh, ooh very <laughs> official sounding. Oh my gosh. Caitlin
2: and Cassie, welcome. Hi, yeah, introduce you? yourselves. Tell us about you.
1: Hi, I'm Cassie. That's Caitlin.
4: <laughs> <laughs> tell me your favorite colors yeah black oh. love that okay. answer <laughs> okay well i'm gonna be uh the contrarian i guess i i think mine's rose gold
2: Ooh, All right. so we got enid and wednesday over here <laughs> uh-huh. anyway <Basically>.
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's so cute i love that so, thank well, you guys so not... much
3: for agreeing to do this with us
4: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us.
3: Of course. And uh, we like to start our show off with fun facts. So Yay. do you ladies, one of you, have a fun fact for us or both of you? We, I think we, we, both, do.
4: we yes. both do. both Good. Yeah. Cassie, you yeah. go first. You want me to go first? Okay. I do.
1: So <laughs> I got something that it's not like creepy or scary or true crimey or anything, but it's very p and I feel like, so it's fitting. Okay. Possibly, like, Love forest it. witch vibes. Oh, so, perfect. Did you guys know that red squirrels make mushroom jerky to prepare for the winter? Stop it. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so they take mushrooms and they dry them up and, like, stash them in trees and let them dry and basically make mushroom jerky. This is...
2: My favorite fact of all time. I love it so fucking much. Right up there with squared wombat poop. I don't think (laughs) we have red squirrels on the southeast coast, though.
1: I don't think so. More of a reason you need to come
2: to the Pacific Northwest, Sierra. (laughs) No, can't
1: do it. Wow, she knows she'll never leave for mushroom jerky. (laughs) Yeah, my
2: the issue is I cannot ever go to the Pacific Northwest because my family would all hate me because I would never come back. Like, um, there's no fucking way I would be able to leave that. And I have too much family over here to be that far away. So, so
1: she's going to
0: retire go here. One day.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're all biased, but it is a pretty great place to live.
2: <laughs> yes. It's yeah. funny because I am always talking about where I live as fucking awful. So hopefully people don't like mean It's not awful. No, I really mean Ohio, where I'm from. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Well, when we had Zandy on, he corroborated that it's not a great place (laughs) to live also. I think that's just the Ohio way.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Caitlin, do you have a fun fact? I do. Yeah. And I actually forgot about the fun fact. So (laughs) I got to find out at least kind of what Cassie's was about. So then I wanted to stay... On theme okay. and find something about a little woodland creature. I love it. So <laughs> it's a really weird one. I was deeply uncomfortable with this one. Oh Ooh. gosh. Did you know that rabbits can't be sick?
3: I did know that, but I own one of them. So that's not yeah. <laughs> why can rabbits they- not be sick? Because they're like rodents. Like, you know how rat poison works because they can't throw up? That's why. Oh. Oh.
4: They, yeah, they literally cannot throw up.
3: What? I didn't know that. It's a bummer. I didn't know that either.
4: Yeah. So
3: watch what you put outside is the moral of the story, guys. Okay? In your yards. (laughs) Little rabbits don't need to get into that. Yeah. I I love that fun fact, but I'm also biased because I have two of them.
2: She does. She has free range rabbits.
3: Yeah, they Aww. just, they run around my house like cats. Oh, I mm-hmm. love that. Um, my fun fact is also about a woodland creature,
2: kind of. Wow, I feel like I need to change my Sierra, fun fact now.
3: The memo, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> No, we almost never have like aligning fun facts, but since this was a holiday special, I decided to do my fun fact about reindeer. Okay. Which, by the way, until recently, I did not think were a real animal, which is embarrassing in (laughs) itself. But um, did you know that reindeer have color-changing eyes? No. Interesting. They are golden in the summer and a deep blue in the winter. In the summer, the golden glow of reindeer eyes is due to the light-reflecting... Tapedum lucidum or cat's eye, which is a mirrored layer between the um, located behind your retina. So when enough or sorry, when the available light in the winter fades, the, it undergoes a complex transformation that I'm not even going to attempt to explain that changes the <laughs> amount of light that it can reflect. So it gives it a blue appearance. Wow. Nice. Right.
2: So love and that. I love reindeer even more now. Yeah. I cannot believe that you didn't know reindeer existed, being from one of the coldest parts of the world. Have you never seen a (laughs) reindeer, like, at the zoo? No,
3: No, I've seen caribou. I thought that
2: reindeer were just caribou. I don't know. You do know
1: they can't actually fly, (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Just checking. I do know
3: that. (laughs) This is like a solar system thing all over again. I'm just adding... To the embarrassment of who I am. But yes, oh my
0: gosh. Um,
3: I did know that they can't fly. <laughs> um, Sierra, tell
2: me your fun fact, unless you want to switch it for a woodland nope. creature
3: fact. I'm not.
2: My <laughs> fun fact is holiday themed uh, to tis- the season. So it kind of goes with yours, right? So okay. we just like circled around. Yeah, there we go. Um, my fun fact is that the poinsettia, which is commonly um, related to wintertime and christmas time specifically uh was colonized and its quote unquote discovery is written in history as being from Joel Poinsett in the 1800s however Joel Poinsett was a slave owner who promoted white supremacy and slavery oh. in his travels and oh. in his political career um he's also been responsible for the displacement of many indigenous peoples along the way by forcibly removing them from native lands. Uh, this I is feel according like I to buy
3: poinsettias anymore
2: No, 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 it's okay. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. By the way, this is con- uh, according to the Tanan Tanansen Society, sorry. Okay. The actual name of the plant before this terrible man took it was the Quetzalcoatl? So Quetzalcoatl had originally had nothing to do with Christianity or Christmas. Uh, it was just a sacred plant used in ceremonies to celebrate the birth during of um, one of their gods that I'm not going to try to pronounce <laughs> um, during the winter solstice. So okay. the Quet La Sochil is what poinsettia should be called, and it is still related to the holiday season, just not Christmas.
3: I feel like I need to start calling it that from now on.
2: Yes, everyone yeah.
1: should. I have to get better at pronouncing it. Can yeah, I had to. <clears throat>
2: Quet La Sochil.
1: Quet La Sochil.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, narrowed it. Okay. Everybody's I had to Google We it, know that that's so. what we
3: call it from now on. Okay, guys. That's right. Okay. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're starting a movement here. Yeah. I love poinsettias. I've never been able to get you flower. You mean Yes, those. <laughs> never been able to get the blue flower. On.
2: Yeah, it is going to take a while.
4: <laughs> as long as we Stop
3: trying try to make fetch happen, okay?
4: <laughs> exactly. Thank you.
2: After Finally. we do our fun facts, we usually talk about drinks. Yes. And today we all have different drinks, right? I yeah. Think so. we Let's do. talk about our drinks. Um what are you ladies drinking?
4: Let's see. I've got mine We masked. got fellow
3: wine lovers here, which I respect.
4: <laughs> In my Yeti Perfect. going as basic as possible tonight.
3: If if you tell me it's a Chardonnay, then then I'll.
4: <laughs> truly. Oh, there you go. Perfect. We don't like Chardonnay either. <laughs> Good. Yeah, we're not Chardonnay girls. So,
3: I love Trulies myself. What are you drinking? Taste is that it. pineapple,
4: Caitlin? It is. Yeah, pineapple
3: a
1: is a funny really story. Great She's flavor. allergic.
3: What? Why are you huh? drinking pineapple then?
1: Don't they actually put real fruit extract? Is another whole thing with true, uh, Truly.
4: I don't think so.
1: I think she's proving it right now because she's not dead. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what are you drinking, Cassie? I have some locally sourced, organic, chilled water from my fridge. (laughs) Very local. Love it. It, It's in a Starbucks cup. It is fancy. It counts. (laughs) Um, My drink ended up being bad. It, oh, it no. was wine that was open for too long. I didn't realize it was opened already. No. <laughs> uh,
0: oh, no!
1: That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it was red wine, and it didn't smell
2: good anymore. Ooh. So, oh yeah, you gotta, you just gotta cook with it at that point. It's 2022. Everything has preservatives. It's fine. Like <laughs> that's fair. you'll be fine.
3: <laughs> my favorite red wine is Bodacious Smooth Red, and it lives in my fridge at all times.
2: So. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of your favorite wine, what are you drinking, Alicia?
3: Well, I'm drinking that, but for um, the spirit of the Christmas slash Yule slash whatever you celebrate episode, I am drinking my favorite Christmas drink, which my dad makes for us every year is a Christmas mule. It is ginger beer, uh, rosemary from my deck, gin, cranberry juice, and... Fresh cranberries. So that is oh, what I'm that drinking. sounds so good. Really good. Would recommend- call it a Christmas mule? I call it a Christmas mule. Because like uh, the Moscow mules are like with just the ginger beer and mint right, usually. Right. So yes, because of the cranberries, it's a Christmas mule. Nice. Like it. Um, they're, It's really good, but it's mostly gin. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> I think I made a mistake when I was making it, but it's good. Oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I accidentally what are you, on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Right.
2: <laughs> I um this has been sitting for a minute. Uh how long have you been recording? 37 minutes to be exact. <laughs> um so my uh whipped cream oh. that was really tall and pretty has melted oh, in. Oh no.
3: That's okay.
2: <laughs> but I it's, love that mug. Um thank you. I love it too. It has a tree on it.
3: Oh, oh so, so cute pretty. um I'm a it's sucker for a ceramic mug
2: the mexican hot chocolate with kalua mm, i can't hello. stop drinking mexican hot chocolate it's so freaking good you, you never good.
3: did naria send that just to you or did she send it to the
2: she sent it in a um in, in a. it was on her post she posted a picture of it i asked her how to make it oh. and she replied but I, gotcha. told you, I told you i told you about it it's, i don't remember you sharing this it's um the brand Uh-oh. of chocolate is the abuelita right, chocolate, right but it's me, like a chocolate me. bar that you melt into milk and heavy cream
3: okay yeah, this is one this is of our really wonderful wonderful listeners that yes know, she's she's great but that sounds fucking delicious i love hot chocolate I also love hot chocolate. <laughs> I love apple cider too. I feel like it's going to make apple sleep. cider, but I didn't have time. Yeah, chocolate is just like the way that women need to be at mm-hmm. all times. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> neither of you are allergic to chocolate, because then I'm really upset. For <laughs> pineapple is upsetting chocolate. enough. But <laughs> what? Oh
4: God! I'm just going to out you all day. <laughs> yeah, drinking
3: says she's hates allergic to- too, but more for me. Yeah, exactly. I am eating chocolate covered almonds for dinner, so it's good time. <laughs> good dinner. <laughs> it's a great dinner. <laughs> so tell us your story.
2: He- oh, wait, yes. wait. Before we do that, um, just listeners, so you know this is a uh, PNW Haunts and Homicide story. And if you want to hear our story, you will have to go to their feed, um, subscribe to their podcast, and listen to our episode on their feed. Which you're going to want to do anyway. Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) An excellent thing to make note of.
2: (laughs) All right, ladies, whenever you're ready.
4: All right. I'm going to get right into it. This is actually an old-timey case.
2: Love old-timey cases. Yeah. Mm.
4: It's so interesting to me because... I feel like sometimes they didn't have to work that hard to get away with it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And somehow they're still caught. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is kind of one of those.
3: Did they run a stop sign?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's an ongoing joke in the true crime world. (laughs) It's so bad. In 1921, Dr. Richard Brumfield, which is, that's a rough name. Yeah. That is a rough, rough name. <laughs> he was a young dentist in Roseburg, Oregon, having moved there from Chicago to open a small practice after completing dental school there.
1: Hmm. Now I know why you chose this story. I don't trust a dentist <laughs>
3: ever.
4: Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's good it advice. really...
4: It's not why I picked the story, but I I did love that.
3: I'm sorry. People that want to look in your mouth for a job, are, <laughs> that's a problem in itself.
4: Yeah. <laughs> There's something really wrong there.
3: I'm pretty sure we covered, didn't we cover a serial killer dentist at some mm-hmm. point? Yeah. See, never trust a dentist. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, boy.
4: He had quickly become a pillar of that small town community. Always. Pillar to killer. <laughs> <laughs> he was more than just a respected businessman in Roseburg, though. He held memberships at the Elks Lodge and with the Roseburg Monthly Music Club. Oh, yeah. it sounds very wholesome, but I feel like you're going you're gonna to shatter it. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> He was married to an attractive and dutiful woman, and the couple had three young boys. On the 13th of July that same year, Dental, Dental, yeah, that's his name. Totes.
2: <laughs> Might as well be.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna
3: say, is that actually his name, though? Because no. <laughs> that's why he chose that profession.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Russell was hired under the pretense of Dr. Brumfield needing assistance with removing some tree stumps from his property.
3: Were there tree stumps or were they
4: bodies? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Okay. Dennis was a well-liked and unmarried man, though he was not known for his wit or intellect in particular. So obviously mm. <laughs> it wasn't going... It wasn't going to be difficult for the doctor to disguise his true intentions. And in this case, the truth is certainly stranger than any fantastical fictional tale I could have imagined.
1: Ooh, say that one
4: time times. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I won't. <laughs> Love this as a, a prelude, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you see, the image that Dr. Brumfield had projected to the community of a wholesome, Prosperous and all American family was indeed, at least in part, a fabrication. For you see, the good doctor did find himself in a bad habit. Oh, in a bad bit of money trouble.
1: Oh, (laughs) I was like, oh no, a
4: bad habit. (laughs) Oh, a bad habit. I got a bad
3: habit. Well, killing people usually is a bad habit, but (laughs) (laughs) yes,
4: arguably one of the worst. <laughs> his plans for Dennis lied in using his corpse to fake his own death had no, exactly Dennis
3: yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was really hoping he was just going to be an accomplice yeah
4: that would have been probably Dennis's preference but <laughs> poor Dennis
3: oh. RIP Dennis slash
4: dentist yeah. he had a $30,000 life insurance policy and had also taken out two separate loans from Roseburg Banks. Insurance schemes, as one might surmise he may have already learned, were a far more lucrative way to make a quick buck than any other occupation. He'd actually already previously received payments for homes that had been burned to the ground. So this is our wholesome dentist who's just, you know, light and shit on fire it's just a huge <laughs> con man wow. yeah pretty wild the handyman dennis had been offered a bottle of moonshine when the doctor arrived to pick up him up at his home in hindsight it probably would have been a good idea to hold off on the day drinking until after <laughs> he'd finished his work you know blowing up tree stumps clean out of the ground with dynamite. But, of course, Dennis didn't have the benefit of knowledge that the moonshine had also been laced with some sort of sedative. So, questionable choice? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So he just starts drinking it before work. (laughs) Yeah. But you got to feel bad for the guy once you find out what's next. When Dennis had succumbed to the power of the tainted spirits, Dr. Brumfield took him about a mile down the road in his personal vehicle, and not for a picnic, uh, to bludgeon him with (laughs) the thirty Remington semi-auto rifle that he had also packed up for this errand.
3: Oh, my God. Why are you bludgeoning bludgeoning with a rifle?
4: You realize that's a gun, right? (laughs)
3: <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to murder somebody, but I feel like you did it the hard yeah. way.
4: <laughs> Just like, come on, yikes! There's such an obvious cheat code here.
3: A hundred percent. Oh my god. Well, I
4: mean, guns are Rosebud. Loud, Rosebud. So- yeah. Rosebud. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, poor Dennis. I know. I was really starting to like
4: him. I know. I was really starting to (laughs) become attached. Making a second stop further along the road, Dr. Brumfield shot Dennis twice with that same rifle. Even in a rural community, gunfire could draw attention, so he quickly sped away from this second location, which Roseburg is still pretty small here in Oregon like compared to a city like Portland. So I was kind of surprised. I was like, why are you so worried about getting caught? Like, isn't everybody just out shooting guns? Like, pew pew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pew pew. Old time westerny. Yeah. Pew, yeah, that's what they sound like. So,
3: <laughs> in so my he, experience, yeah. yes, which is zero. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so he just drove away. Like, um, well. <laughs> He did just drive away, but unfortunately, he did take Dennis with him. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. So he shoots him happening? and then takes him with.
2: He beat him. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, wait, this is a gun. And then he shoots him. And then he's like, oh, no, I'm going to get caught. Come on. Let's go. <laughs>
4: Why? I don't, I, uh, sir. Yeah. I think probably at this point, he wasn't really asking Dennis nicely. He was probably just. Yeah. <laughs> shoving him back into the trunk but who knows oh,
3: poor dennis i'd I be know. like fuck you
4: no yeah <laughs> i mean assuming that dennis was even conscious i feel like yikes
2: okay can i just say um i have a, a an s what is it called a um prediction oh of what is going to happen next. Oh, I like And it. I don't think it's actually going to happen, but it would be hilarious. Sarah,
3: don't spoil her. <laughs> is there a
2: trail of blood that follows his vehicle all the way back to where he is? <laughs> is this going to get even more loony
4: too? Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? It feels like a cartoon. <laughs> oh, it's it, it honestly gets more cartoony. Um, oh, gosh. That specific explanation would be, just mwah, chef's kiss, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until he reached the river that the doctor made a third stop to remove each and every tooth from Dennis's mouth.
2: <gasps> no.
4: That's no. oh that's Sierra's worst nightmare. So
2: he's a dentist because he's literally a psycho. Yeah. Oh my god.
3: That's, Never trusted yeah. he he enjoys come it. full circle.
4: Oh, it's my no. best guess anyway. Why? So the weird part though <laughs> Sierra has a thing about yeah. teeth. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't stop like goosebumps.
3: <laughs> that seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how many teeth do adults have? Like twenty five? Um
4: he may have I had up to thirty two. Yeah. Oh. It's thirty two oh. with your wisdom teeth, twenty eight without. Okay. I'm one of the weird... I've
3: never stopped to count my teeth, but I'm glad you knew that off the top of
4: your head because that wasn't even close. I'll tell you why after we're done.
3: I'm going to message you guys how many teeth I actually have. Perfect.
4: If you could just take a quick count and get back to us, that'd be great. Doing some research Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, no. Well, it gets weirder, though. And that's just on this third stop before we move on to more weirdness. I oh, There's levels and layers. It's like an onion of weird criminal activity. Um, he then threw those teeth into the current of the river.
3: Why? What was the point? It's making well, a wish. Well, I guess to get rid of DNA. Yeah, dental well, records. Well, I mean, there's yeah.
4: no, you know, nobody's testing DNA back then. So I was kind of thinking this. Yeah, it's
3: 1921. Like, That's I forgot what timeline exactly. it was. But can't they, couldn't they still identify people by dental records back then?
4: Um, I don't think that you could really identify someone by dental records back then because, um, at least in part, I think that they use your X-rays. When they do That's that, right? Yeah, true. Yeah, that yeah is I true. think
2: I think the most that they knew was if they have a gold tooth, they must right. have money,
3: right? Well, what did I think <laughs> we're dental <laughs> records, just like somebody looking at a dead guy's mouth, like yeah, that looks like those.
2: <laughs> <laughs> make them Jesus bite
3: something, Christ. and then
2: yeah. the dead person
3: bites. Oh something. yeah, the bite is the same. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, That's we obviously <laughs> cannot do that here. He has no a zero teeth. <laughs>
2: Oh, goodness.
4: (laughs) No. So Highway 99, which normally I would say this may sound familiar to local listeners. Um, I don't know if you have any listeners in the P&W. Probably. (laughs) I hope so. I'm not representing very well. (laughs) (laughs) But on Highway 99 is where he pulled over yet again to place his signet ring on the man's finger. Okay. yeah it was there wait a minute <laughs> what? i forgot his the whole plan what? of this was to fake his own death. it's like a cl- oh it's God. like a class ring i think that's okay Signet yeah. ring
2: that's what alicia just said is where my mind was going i just wanted to make sure i heard you <laughs> correctly
4: yeah
2: oh gosh you're
4: like why <laughs>
3: also we don't have class rings in canada i feel like that's just an american thing
4: I think you're
2: I feel right. like that's just a bougie American thing because <laughs> I don't. have I could not buy a ring. class ring. Yeah. Fuck that shit.
1: <laughs> why would you? I don't understand why you. Super rich, grandma.
2: privileged. Yeah, white
1: I had people to pay out the ass class for my yearbook, so I don't even want to yeah. know what a rich. Right? Yeah,
2: mm.
4: I think that's just kind of a old tradition. You know when. We all grew up in these small. All the towns boomers
2: and- have class rings. Yeah,
3: exactly,
2: <laughs> exactly.
3: Well, there was less of them back then, so it wasn't as pricey. You could be like,
2: I'd. They also didn't have graduate scores. With me. I don't want to talk about this.
3: Yeah, <sighs>
1: <sighs> it's true. It's true. It's
2: true. Super problem. <sighs>
4: all right so his ring is gone it was there that he staged the supposed suicide he placed a stick of dynamite in the poor man's mouth which how because he has no teeth so like how what was
3: the point also in pulling out all the teeth the dynamite would have done that for you (laughs) sir
4: save yourself some time here yeah he just
2: enjoyed that part
4: (laughs) I think that he was concerned that probably not all of the teeth would get blown out or, yeah, I'm not really sure. Hmm. Listen, I don't know. There's a lot still to come that's even weirder. I'm not sure if that's the thread that you want to pull on. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm being honest. (laughs) Having placed him in the driver's seat before lighting the fuse... It was handy to still be nearby to the river where he could clean up from his gruesome work afterwards as well. Apparently, in doing so, he'd left evidence of actions at this particular spot in the wandering crime scene. Because it is indeed a wandering crime scene. (laughs) Just like a three-hour tour, like Gilligan's Island, all across the countryside. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Finding all the teeth—it's a whole thing. Mm. <laughs> the blood trail, right? <laughs> I really want—I really want that to be part of the case, and it's—it's
2: uh, going to be in the remake that we do. It's perfect. Fine. <laughs>
3: this is going to be a movie one day. That's Sierra's
0: version. A cartoon, yeah.
4: a cartoon movie. Absolutely. <laughs> Goddamn, movie dudes. Perfect. No notes. He pushed the vehicle along with poor Dennis's body down an embankment after setting it alight. The doctor set off for the train yard in a change of clothes he'd packed as the vehicle let off a large explosion at his back. Which, oh my, at gosh. this point, I'm just picturing <laughs> like, what if he, in the vein of like Looney Tunes type stuff, what if? He had packed the clothes, but he forgot to grab them before he pushed the car down the embankment, and it's on fire. And he goes chasing after it, like, "Ah, oh, my overalls!" <laughs> oh, no.
2: And when it explodes, you see the pants like fly into the sky as a whole piece. 1000%.
3: Yeah. nobody can have this. This is ours. <laughs>
4: Oh, gosh. The explosion is starting to make it sound like something maybe more off like a Lifetime movie network or (laughs) a sci-fi movie, you know? (laughs) It wasn't until the investigators discovered the corpse among the wreckage had been decapitated that much of anything looked amiss. The remaining unexploded dynamite seemed almost to be be pre-designed to point the investigation to a seemingly inevitable conclusion. Because there was still dynamite that had been packed up in the car for him to, you know, blow up trees. (laughs) Or, you know, the stumps at least. But it was odd how precise the explosion and blast radius must have been. And then there was the question of where all of the man's teeth were. Yeah. (laughs) So many questions. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Even in the fragmented state that the head was found in, it seemed odd that not a single tooth could be located. I hate
1: that. Fragmented head. It's crazy it didn't just, like, demolish the head. Yeah.
3: Somebody should name a heavy metal band after that. Demolished head. (laughs) Fragmented (laughs) head. Yeah, fragmented head's a a great heavy metal band. It really would be. (laughs) Sorry, there's puddle of mud. I think my
4: idea is better. Yeah. Hard to argue with that, honestly. (laughs) Then there was the fact that distinguishable prints still remained on the corpse. Like finger prints phalange oh. prints <laughs> and that was technology they did have back in that day mm. as well as clothing that could and i don't understand this for the life of me but could still somehow easily be identified as not only not the doctors <laughs> but actually identifiable as specifically dentists in particular
1: were his was his name written on him? <laughs> I mean, like totally
4: the tags. The tag. cool.
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the
2: twenties, probably.
4: <laughs> right. There's There's like my mom did that to me at those. summer the camp, teeth. so I
1: wouldn't
2: but doubt it. But the
4: tags, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes no sense to me <laughs> for so many reasons. But I'm thinking, hmm, okay, so we can't identify the head, but his clothes, sure. Why not?
2: <laughs> also, is this supposed to be a suicide? Because yeah, this is the most. Like, you have to know, even it's if chaos. they don't know who it is, they're gonna investigate this like a murder. Right. No one goes to this extreme to kill themselves. Right. Like, this is ridiculous. In the most horrific yeah.
4: way possible. Like, I, that's a new one. It's I like, gotta who say, is putting dynamite in their mouth as after suicide? pulling
2: out their teeth?
3: Yeah. Who?
2: Not I'm me. Sure.
3: Uh -uh. Not Dennis. (laughs) It's like that case that we covered where she was completely naked before she, quote unquote, completed suicide. Uh uh No one takes off all their clothes before they're doing that. Interesting. No No one's doing this.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Most damning of all, perhaps, were some of the personal effects that belonged to Dennis found at the scene, including his watch and his fountain pen. Keeping in mind that it's not like today where any adult probably has the equivalent of an entire case of Bix just lying around at home. <laughs> like, Yeah, he had his name on yeah, it. it. Like you have one <laughs> pen. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's like a quill too. You know? Right? It's this weird tip. Exactly. And the ink comes out the sides. <laughs>
4: yeah. She knows. She gets it. <laughs> Motorists reported they'd seen the vehicle speeding around the area, one even sighting a near miss with the reckless vehicle, and another notably stating that they'd even seen what they swore were feet sticking out of the trunk. Oh, so it's not the okay. blood trail that you yeah. were dreaming of, but it is the Looney Tunes case that I promised mm-hmm. you through oh. and through. <laughs> just some feet hanging out. Oh my gosh. I know. Can you imagine? No. You just couldn't you couldn't fit him. I know.
1: Come on. <laughs> come on.
4: <laughs>
3: Too
1: better.
4: <laughs> Dr. Brumfield's widow did identify the body, which um what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my husband, sorry. I <laughs> uh, Come again? <laughs> I'd have follow-up questions for her if this case wasn't over 100 years old, uh, for sure. Uh, But alas, she hadn't ever been identified by name in any of the papers, so I think I'd be pretty hard-pressed to track her down, honestly, even with a Ouija board. Not that we would try. Yeah. Right, Cassie? Not that we would try. You you wouldn't try. I might try. If you guys do try, can we be
2: a part (laughs) of it? (laughs) Yes.
4: Oh, sounds like uh, a plan for when I'm <laughs> out of town. <laughs> At any rate, there are other details far more bizarre and certainly more oh, interesting, if perhaps not as salacious by modern standards. Ooh. Having made his escape, early accounts <laughs> of the... Wild West tale would describe the doctor as potentially having made off, disguised as a woman. A woman.
2: Oh, scandalous. A woman. Really? Yeah. This is scandalous.
3: It is.
2: 1921
4: it is. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted yeah.
3: to get the fuck away from his wife and wear some pantyhose. That's the
4: moral of story. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that. You see the day prior to the murder Dr. Brumfield had purchased a large quantity of women's unmentionables undergarments lingerie Oh my goodness Whatever term strikes your fancy And he'd done it's so It's the old-timey voice again Right me. <laughs> And he'd done so with the assistance of a dark-haired woman that no one recognized Oh oh It just keeps getting juicier. (laughs) I'm obsessed. The doctor then tried to mail the boxed-up items to Calgary. Uh, Alberta? Canada? (laughs) I was like, oh, and Canada's in it. I know where I'm going to tell this story. (laughs) Perfect. This is where.
3: Can't say I've come across this box. Yeah,
4: exactly. (laughs) This is where he hit a snag as the postal clerk informed him that the package couldn't be sent across the border into Canada. (laughs) Not exactly sure why, but... They don't want (laughs) those unmentionables there. Yeah, she knew something was up. She's
3: like,
0: "Mm, no.
4: (laughs) They are unmentionables for a reason, sir. (laughs) But apparently Seattle was far enough north for his liking. Mrs. Norman Whitney was to procure the package from the post office there within a few weeks' time. Holy shit, that's a tongue twister.
2: (laughs) Is this the girl with the brown hair?
4: It's anyone's guess, really. Oh, gosh. Spoiler alert. Uh, (laughs) The sheriff took this to mean that Dr. Brumfield meant to travel as a woman to whatever his final destination might be. Though it seemed if this had, in Hmm. fact, ever been his plan, Dr. Brumfield must have abandoned that plot outright. The sheriff had still done well to take care in making sure that the word spread about this package, though. And I'm going to tell you why.
2: I feel like it's probably not his plan. Granted, (laughs) this guy seems really, really dumb. Yes. But I think it would draw a lot of attention to you if all you're wearing is lingerie yeah, yeah. as a man. <laughs> You'd need something
4: else. You know, you make a good point. Sounds more like Sir, a gift. <laughs> Your clothes. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't long before the true crime story and all the gory details had hit the papers, as had the doctor's peculiar purchase. He was rumored to have been spotted in numerous places throughout the state of Oregon while on the Lamb, including La Pine, Redmond, Silver Lake, Spokane, Crater, and Diamond Lakes, all of the lakes, as well as throughout (laughs) the surrounding Bend area. So he's just doing a grand old tour of (laughs) southern... I was going to say, he's sightseeing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) One witness account even claimed the doctor had taken to highway robbery, hardly lying low, as you might think a man facing murder charges might, though none of these stories were ever really confirmed. So, but I like to think or like, he was sightseeing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm like, didn't he try to fake his own death? Why is he like
4: showing his face all around town? Yeah.
1: You,
2: you know, I would actually say that that was maybe a smart thing because if you're like oh this person is wanted but might be dead and everyone's like no i saw him here and someone else is like well i saw him here then the police might be like those are too conflicting there's no way you both saw him so how do we know anybody saw him right Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't think he meant to do that but maybe for future people who want to fake your own death you should do that She's like I'm not giving him that much credit, but Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all want to think there's some sort of a grand plan and I think sometimes they just didn't
2: think it through. <laughs> no.
4: By August 12th, he was in custody. He was arrested when he tried to recover the package he'd addressed to Mrs. Norman Whitney. They were like, "You're not Mrs. Norman Whitney?" <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh show yeah. <laughs> he'd assumed the identity of mr norman whitney and was working as a ranch hand in calgary
3: get out of canada sir. okay
4: <laughs> once settled into his new home work and identity he asked for the package to be forwarded up to calgary from seattle the post office quickly alerted the authorities he was arrested without incident during his workday on the ranch. So, very anticlimactic. Oh, so,
3: so, <laughs> so it wasn't it so bad. a know. traffic ticket. It was a postal <laughs> alert. I love it. Of
2: lingerie. <laughs>
4: the strangest <laughs> thing, though, is that this was like the hottest goss at that time. Not just because it was <laughs> like women's bored. underwear or anything, <laughs> either. It was because it was too small to have fit him they were like it wouldn't have fit his (laughs) wife it wouldn't have fit the woman that he was shopping for when he bought this shit so who the hell is this lingerie for oh my goodness oh god now that's creepy
3: yeah I don't like it I don't like
4: it either (laughs) Mm. Dr. Brumfield and his captor didn't find it was a warm welcome awaiting them back in the states upon arriving in Portland I don't doubt it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, It seems Dennis's friends had learned of his arrival and were all too eager to see some form of justice carried out. And they weren't too particular about whether or not he got his day in court before they'd be willing to dole it out. Uh-oh. Go figure. These 1920 crimes don't usually go well. Right? He was transported on to Roseburg in the dead of night about a week later. His belongings in Calgary yielded evidence of letters he had not yet managed to post, one to his supposed mistress, and the other a poorly penned confession letter he'd intended to pass off as having been written by none other than his victim, Dennis Russell. Oh my gosh. Wow. Neither had made its way to the intended recipient, In the letter to Clara McKillum, he waxed poetic about the two of them running away to Australia together. She'd literally only met him through the course of his travels, you know, very recently, when he stayed at the hotel where she worked. (laughs) So. uh, Meanwhile, the Portland papers speculated to a degree that can only be described as ad nauseum about what particular perversion the man must be affronted with to have such a package. (laughs) (laughs) And this is an interesting little uh, fact that I learned from this. I just thought it was such a quirky little thing. Female impersonator was apparently the term of the day for this particular type of, quote, heavy air quotes here, degeneracy. Never mind that more than one of the city officials quoted on the matter was a friend to the local KKK. This guy's... (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, This guy and his women's underwear. That's what we really all need to focus on, y'all. (laughs) Jesus. Words are hard. (laughs) They are. As it could never be determined who the garments had been purchased for, the fascination continued. During his pre-trial incarceration, Dr. Brumfield initially swore to his true identity being that of Dennis Russell, before admitting later that he (laughs) was in fact Dr. Brumfield... We know. Yeah. And- oh, my
0: God. <laughs>
4: the next sentence in my note says, and everyone just basically old-timey rolled their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> We're shocked. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Dr. Brumfield carried on denying that he had committed the crime that he was accused of. He said he couldn't recall the so-called accident in which one man had been left dead, burnt to a crisp. Which is hardly a convincing cover story. no teeth. Amnesia, really? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. The two psychologists. It was the explosion. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's exactly, I mean, at least like the backstory makes sense with it, but. (laughs) Nothing else Uh, does. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) <laughs> Sir, you have a PhD. Yeah. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You'd help anyway. Yeah. The two psychologists that evaluated him did find him to be crazy, apparently, in a medically diagnosable manner. Trust me. Oh, we're shocked. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, if you read the articles covering the crime back in the day, that's the most generous way that he was ever described. Oh and besides, gosh. the rage of the residents of Roseburg couldn't be so easily assuaged. They were super pissed. On well, they can't put cuckoo, banana, nutmeg exactly, in the- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. On September 27th, Dr. Brumfield lands a punch on a reporter square in the nose when the man was attempting to interview him. Another charming moment for him. No. Yeah. Dr. Brumfield never did confess, still claiming all the way through that he could not recall having committed the heinous crime and did not believe himself capable of such a gruesome and dastardly deed. He was tried, convicted, and sentenced to to hang. Notably, the reports of Mrs. Blum- Brumfield at the trial were sparse. Early on in the trial, it was stated that she did not appear before the court, but on the final day, apparently she did make an appearance, as it was widely reported that she fainted after his sentence was read. After every hope was finally lost of his appeal, he tried to complete suicide by cutting himself with his own dental appliance. Which only led to a horrific spell of blood poisoning. No. Yeah. Kind Why of his dental appliance. Well, I mean, it would still typically like be in your mouth and basically what he did was take this, um, I'm guessing it was like a bridge, took it out and uh. he filed it down. So he like uh. turned it into a chain.
2: No! Wow. I hope no one in prison is listening to this. Right? <laughs> Don't turn your teeth into weapons.
4: <laughs> yeah. But finally, on September 13th, 1922, he was found dead in his prison cell, where he had used the bedsheet from his prison bunk to hang himself from no. his bunk. So, Sir,
3: why didn't you do this to start? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry. I, I mean... mean He wanted to live his best life and see some sights. But still.
4: Wow. Poor Dennis. (laughs) He was an awful lot. That is so sad. That
3: is so
2: ridiculous.
3: (laughs) I loved it. I loved hearing about it. I'd never heard this before. Me either. It's, Great a, it's job. a very bizarre one. <laughs> yes, it is. We love an old timey case for this reason. So, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: Nothing makes sense. No, it
4: really doesn't. It really doesn't. I'm still
2: hung up on the lingerie. Who's that for?
4: <laughs> I know. I know. You're not alone in that. That's- There's
2: so many things I'm still hung up on. Like, what is <laughs> the point of any of this? Yeah. Also, I hope that since he learned so much about. Insurance scamming that he had a really good life insurance policy that his wife got.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. That would be good. Well,
4: he had the thirty thousand dollars. Do you think she was in on it
3: though? Because she was quick to identify Dennis. (laughs) She sure was (laughs) Okay.
4: Oh, I mean, yeah, she was she sure was quick to identify him. I don't think she was in on it. Okay. She was never publicly named or anything like that, so (laughs)
3: yeah. She's <laughs> like, if he wants to go off and be a woman and yeah. sh- see the sights, <laughs> you can do you, but I want some money out of it. Right.
4: Speaking <laughs> of living your best life.
2: <laughs> he wanted to start an um, OnlyFans. It's fine.
4: Yeah. <laughs> that was oh his next gosh. scam.
2: He was going to send feet pics and say that he was a woman. <gasps>
4: oh <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I mean, what could go wrong? <laughs> send his dirty underwear
2: to men. You know, oh, you
4: know. that's
1: <laughs>
3: listen, what if you want to contribute or sorry, if you want to profit off of somebody's yum, I guess you do. you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I still can't get behind. that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Great job, though. Oh, why? Thank you. I loved you. it. <laughs> we usually do like a tarot read.
3: <laughs> do you guys do like a question or a thing or a? a what
4: um we just kind of treat the um the case or the the episode that we've just covered as like kind of um give us insight on this situation and we
3: just what is with the woman's lingerie (laughs) 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 okay okay we're putting that out there that card fell out so that's gonna be what it is oh five of Wands reverse. The Five
1: of Wands you said? Yes. Five okay. of
3: Wands reversed. Are you guys Bob's Burgers fans? I
1: really hope so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Uh who's a Tina fan?
4: That was my <laughs> Halloween that... costume last <laughs> oh year. <my> God, <laughs> <that's> so cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I have okay, so... I have my interpretation book so that I can Do read it. it. I was gonna okay. say. awesome. <laughs> Okay, so five of wands, our keywords are competition, ego battles, disagreements, confusion.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know? So no clarity, just, well, just reaffirming what we already know. Okay.
4: We're confused too. <laughs> Definitely. I have more interpretation though. I think I think we're going to get some clarity here, you guys. I, I feel it. I feel it. When the five of wands appears... It suggests a struggle for power, money, or recognition. Ego battles may interfere with the smooth flow of life. In some cases, it shows competition for resources or control. Confusion and disagreements exist. Um, In the reverse, it's time to adapt challenging circumstances when the five of wands appears reversed. Old attitudes and behaviors need to be released. Seek a compromise. Otherwise, nobody wins. <laughs> Don't get in questionable or risky practices at this time and be careful whom you trust. Wow.
3: I feel oh. like this card needed to be pulled
4: before this whole story unfolded.
3: <laughs>
0: yes.
4: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. I feel like there's a lot of par- – this is like just a card warning Everyone that's involved in this case, just like, no kidding, yikes, watch out! Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my gosh,
3: that was great. That was we're still confused.
4: I mean, yeah, (laughs) there was never going to be a card that told us the first and last name of who that lingerie really belonged to, but (laughs) yeah, if there had been, that would have been great.
3: That would be really great to know. I'll send you guys some uh, photos of these cards because they're fucking incredible. Yes, <laughs> <Perfect>. yes, please <laughs> I do.
4: Uh,
3: I don't know how she finds these things, but she does. <laughs> um, well, do you guys want to plug your, your stuff? Tell our listeners where they can find more of your amazing stories? Yeah, absolutely.
4: Um, and what kind
2: of amazing stories you do?
4: For our show, Cassie and I take turns, so we kind of rotate, or sometimes if I have a a burning desire to get a story out, she'll let me uh, uh, skip a week where we would normally be paranormal. But we trade off between the true crime and spooky, paranormal, or otherwise witchy topics, and Mm -hmm. um, we do a tarot reading for every single episode. And Cassie, you've always said it. So perfectly, um, kind of the explanation on the tarot reading. Uh, the explanation, yeah. yeah. We just ask for deeper insight
1: into whatever we're talking about. Usually, we don't uh, expect it to be answered, but that would be nice. Yeah. Caitlin always <laughs> says that's her goal yeah. is to solve a crime through tarot.
4: Nice, <laughs> love that. I think we're getting closer we every are- day.
1: <laughs> I think so, too. We have some crazy spot-on cards sometimes. I love it. (laughs) Well,
3: go and check out their feed, Twisted Humans. You will not be disappointed. And our story will be there, so go subscribe. Yay! Yeah. Go and listen. We will see you guys next month for another bonus. We hope you have a happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. We will see you guys next year for another bonus episode. In the meantime, keep keep it it twisted. Twisted. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Twisted and Uncorked podcast. Remember to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening now. It really is the best way to spread the word. You can also check out all of our sources and materials, as well as photos for the episode on our website at twistedanduncorked.com. And you can follow us on social media at Twisted and Uncorked or Twisted_Pod underscore pod on Twitter. Thank you so much for all of your love and support, and we will see you next Tuesday for a brand new episode. Cheers!
0: Thanks again for listening to True Crime by Indie Drop-In Network. If you would like to nominate a true crime podcast to be featured, just send me a tweet at Indie Drop-In. I'd also love to hear if one of our featured podcasts is now your favorite show. Indie Drop-In survives off ad revenue and listener donations. If you would like to contribute, please consider buying me a coffee. You can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Indie Drop-In. If you look at the very bottom of the episode description, I put a link in there to make it really easy. Indie Drop In has many other shows that you also might like. Just go to indiedropin.com. All right, see you next week.